Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to This Life, a podcast by Mallorca Media. I'm your host, Felix Mallorca. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Before we get started, before I introduce my lovely, lovely guest, amazing guest, we, actually we, I want to remind you to please follow us on Spotify, um, leave, leave a review and five stars on Apple Podcasts. I've been seeing them on there and, and I get hyped, man. This it's, it's freaking awesome. So please go ahead and do that. Also, big shout out to Local Hub for sponsoring this. As always, we are here at the Local Hub uh, Podcast Studios or they call it the media room. But um, yeah, right now, again, just a reminder. And I always like to remind or shout out Local Hub because they do so much, not only for myself, but for the community and um, remote workers everywhere. Uh, I want to remind everyone that right now, if you, this month, and the month's almost over, which this month is September. Yeah. (laughs) If you buy two months, then you get a third one free. And that's pretty great. If you're looking for somewhere to work, somewhere to just kind of be creative or just get shit done, uh, Local Hub is the spot. Probably shouldn't have uh, cussed during an ad read. <laughs> anyway. It's perfect. <laughs> Today I'm sitting here with my good friend, uh, Sergio Gutierrez. How are you, sir? I don't like that. See, so your listeners that are not listening uh, or viewing it as video they they probably think i just did a big bong rip but it is coffee everybody thanks for having me bro and and this this spot's really cool man i just met the owner super sweet guy david shout out to david man um good dude you know we had like a two-minute conversation and he already had really great ideas on what else to do with the spot and yeah yeah this is awesome love it i'm gonna turn my chair so i met you i was shooting something for uh uh I almost said a wild barrel, forgotten barrel, a wild barrel, <laughs> forgotten barrel, uh, winery here in Escondido, which check them out. They're super awesome. They're in a, a dope location. Right. And I actually, I showed up and we we're just talking about like the universe and how crazy it is. Yep. But I, I showed up to the shoot super early and, um, the, her name's Amy. I forgot what her title is, but, uh, she was like, Oh, it's not, the event isn't on for another hour and a half and i was just kind of chilling there i could have gone home but i was like i'm gonna hang out for a little bit have some wine um i walk into this room and there's just paintings everywhere and i see this like very colorful dude uh see that's why he called me lovely in the beginning because he was looking (laughs) at my lovely scarf exactly he's very like just stylish colorful dude with long hair and he's like what's up man come on or i think you were talking to someone and i just i noticed how like formal you were being and you're just being super like laid back and chill and I was just in awe of like all your paintings. I'm not trying to like blow smoke up your ass, but I was Thanks, like, man, dude, yeah. I was like, man, this holy, I, I, I don't remember if you remember, I was just kind of like speechless and like, do you mind if I get a video of this? And you're like, yeah, man, go for it. And I was just walking around shooting your paintings. But, um, do you remember when we met? Uh, that was, oh, geez. Like what, last year. Yeah, it definitely was last year. It was probably like in the fall sometime, I want to say. I remember Ma- it was, Maybe summer. It was nice and cool. It was yeah, getting there. Yeah. Um, but then we started talking and you were like, oh, I need a, a videographer. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll throw some, some stuff your way. And right. I cut up something quick and you've used that, which I think is so dope for your different marketing um, materials. But... 
tell everyone what you do because you're such a you're you're a jack of all trades and i i mean i'm just geeking out on you right now <laughs> yeah no it's all good no well and i just have to just kind of rewind a little bit and say he he threw together a 30 second video and i was like and, and that's why i talked to you about doing more videos i'm like if what this dude did with a 30 second video yeah. within a 24 hour period i mean i was like i was blown away honestly and so thank you um so yeah i mean what i do i do a few things you know you do a few different i, things. I play a little guitar i yeah. sing a couple songs i um i just got involved with a champagne company which i'm part owner of now and what's like, it called barache barache yeah you guys so, have an instagram yeah, at Barache Sparkling. There you go. Yeah, and then it's BarracheSparkling.com. It's it's really an amazing product. But um, also, you know, like he said, I do artwork. Um, I just I just try to have fun in life, man. I just, it, my kind of motto is I want to do really cool shit with really cool people. Yeah. That's just it. And and if, if, not, if, if I'm doing something and it doesn't align with that, then I just... I don't do that. <laughs> I do something else with <laughs> cool people that's that. going to be some cool shit. Yeah. Like life can be pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. Uh, how did you find yourself in this spot where you are right now? Oh, dude. Like when did you start? Actually, let me, let me make it a little bit more uh, specific. When did you find out that art was something that you actually wanted to do or even music like so what, what I, came first? I, I started music first okay so music came at 15 um i started painting around 23 24 and yeah started pretty much seeking other opportunities from there i mean you meet a lot of people at shows and you know when you're an artist with an art gallery a lot of people come in and they say oh you also do music well what else do you do ha 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 and then i tell them i'm like I also do this, this, and this. And they're yeah. like, what? Yeah. You know, who are you, you know? Um, and I guess you, you, you asked an interesting question, you know, how, how did you get to where you are at this point? And the first thing that came to mind is like sowing seeds, man. And I've learned that, you know, you just got to keep yourself open, dude, and just, um, I don't even know how to explain it, just just love what you're doing keep yourself open talk to cool people and magic happens dude yeah. it's it's really it's really amazing that's actually something i've been learning lately um because before i was wor all worried about the money because that's what you're taught you know you're, you're if you're not making money you're not successful right and i was doing these little jobs for like 300 bucks and 200 bucks and making these like videos and um, but I mean, I loved what I was doing. I was just getting frustrated with like the money aspect of it. Right. So finally I was just like during COVID, I was like, well, I mean, I get what I get like right. well, whatever. And as soon as I started doing that and just started doing things, even for myself, like my, my personal brand, I was like, oh wow, people are hitting me up because, and you were saying before I posted some videos on my personal about on my personal Instagram about my depression. And dude, I, that was rad. Thank you. Yeah, it was so rad. Dude, it was exhausting. I, I sat there for like two hours and just talked to the camera. And afterwards, I was like, ugh. like I was just well, you're, pour, you're pouring yourself out, dude. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of like, you're just not doing this. It's just the emotion, I'm sure, was just mm -hmm. 
unprecedented was, in your life. It was like a like a therapy session. Right. But that's kind of what sparked this and that's what sparked me putting myself a little bit more in the camera and really working with people to make their visions happen because I feel like we get caught up we get so caught up in our own stuff and we're just kind of in our own heads like I'm not making enough money and it's like you're kind of forgetting the the foundation of what you started and why you started it. Um, right. And, yeah. and if you put the energy, I mean, we've all heard this, you know, you, that the, the universe matches your energy. And I learned this when I, once I learned this, everything changed for me. But if you're like, gimme, 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 right. Money, right. Me. Gimme, yep. gimme clients, money, whatever. Gimme, gimme. What's the universe going to do? No, gimme. Yeah. Right. Yep. But if you're, if you're just like seeking um, opportunity on how to help people or just a simple thing to do, dude, I love to just buy somebody a cup of coffee who's in front of me at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Like you can start there. You can start at $2.50. You know, people are like, oh, I don't have enough money to donate. Well, you don't necessarily need to donate, but just, you know, put a smile on some old lady's face or yeah. anybody for that matter. Be right. like, hey, hey, bro, whatever, whatever this guy wants, and then I'll order don't worry about it. I got it. Right. Bro. Little stuff like that. That that comes back tenfold. Now, the more you do, you know, either more often or the bigger sacrifice, man, just know. And, and that's the hard part to have faith that it's going to come back. Right. That's the hard part. Because you're like, well, how? We, we think too logical, I think. How and when? Yeah. Well, how and when? Like, no, but I'm, I'm in this position and... And how is that going to, dude, just relax. And as it says in the, in the great book, you know, judge not by appearances. That's another thing I always, always keep in mind. It's like where I'm at. Okay. I want to be here. How am I going to get there? Just keep doing my thing. I'm not going to judge this moment I'm in now because I've been sowing seeds and that's what it's all about too. Yeah. You know, thank God that all last year with my gallery and all the shows I played, you know, I saved up some money and I saw opportunity that's, that's yielding um, to a lot of great things now. And this pandemic, uh, you know, I'm very grateful and, and blessed to say that I've made more money than I did ever in my life. Right. Because it was planting those seeds. So, you know, and in your position, things don't happen. Uh, uh, what is it? Things happen for you right? This pandemic made you go a different route, yep. even if it feels slightly. And now you're doing this yeah. and you're doing other things, yep. you know, and that's amazing, dude. And that's, you had to have somewhat of a, uh, of trust. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, trust the process, uh, Joel Embiid. And, um, Bam. I, I want to go back to what you said that you've made more money during the pandemic. Um, I think, sometimes that rubs people the wrong way. And I've said the same thing. I'm like, I don't want to say that. And I've talked to other people that maybe work for themselves or were down in the dumps and they've kind of hit that reset button of just like, Oh, this pandemic actually helped me stop, look at everything and reassess, either reassess my life or my goals or my mindset. And now I'm more successful than I ever was because of that. Right. Right. But see, I failed to mention that I've never given away so much money right you know when when right when it hit all the musicians were like oh snap all our gigs are gone dude wiped yeah all the gigs just completely wiped 
So if you're a musician, make, you know, making two to let's just say five grand, which is kind of the average, you're making zero. Yeah. Not even zero. Like, not even like me, like 200 bucks. It's like zero. Right. Zero. To zero. So, so this was my, this was my tactic. I, I was like, okay, a lot of musicians are going on and they're, you know, putting their, um, what is it? Venmo and PayPal. And they're basically playing Facebook live and yeah. Instagram TV for donations, wh- which, yeah, which that's awesome, you know, because that's just kind of like the surface thought, like shit, my gigs are gone. I need money. Yeah. But which is normal, which is very normal, very normal. But what I did the first gig, I called up my trio. I said, Hey guys, would you be down to doing a show at Sensei Armando's Dojo at Champion Eyes. Oh, yeah, I took photos there. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. And we'll it's do... way th- too big for me now. I don't even remember when we worked together, but go ahead. Right. <laughs> so we did the show, and I basically, all night long, on the mic, I just said, look, here, here's the Venmo and PayPal. Um, 100% is going to go to musicians in need. Yeah. Right? And of course, dude, I could have used a couple bucks too, because I don't have endless money. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think anybody does. Um, so, dude, I mean, it was awesome. And I have to say, I got I got screwed over by a couple people who didn't use that money for what I thought they were going to use it for. But as long as, in my head, as long as you give. Yeah. As long as you're willing to give and, and help, I mean, that's, that's the whole point. And so, yeah, I, you know, I've made the most money I've made. But I'm not putting emphasis on the money. That's not important. Um, I've also given away more money than I ever have, but I also didn't let this pandemic energetically, because I think the whole world right now, and even when COVID, COVID started, before all the riots, everybody's energy was just kind of sucked. Protests. Yeah. Protests. <laughs> peaceful, fiery protests, mostly peaceful. Anyway, we're not getting political. Keep going. <laughs> right. I. I I didn't let the energy just tumble. Yeah. Right. And I think I think him and I were chatting one time, and I said, "Look, dude, I do this meditation in the morning yeah. and at night." You said even, that to me way before COVID. This started in 2019, and dude, it's all mind work. Yeah. It's all mind work, dude. If you can control this, nothing can control the outside. So speaking of of. Uh, I have to stop saying so. Anyway, speaking of Sensei Armando, big shout out to Sensei so. Armando. So, Sensei, so Armando. And <laughs> speaking of, of him, I'm actually going to have him on the podcast when he comes back from Mexico. But Sweet. Uh, he told me one time, he's like, Sir, he's like, you know Sergio? I was like, yeah. He's like, his, his mindset was never like this. Like, he was never, he wasn't, he was, he had the talent. He was successful in that way, but the mindset part just wasn't there. And I'm a big believer. My first episode was on mindset and I was on, on growth mindset. Right. And I put it in terms of kids where this is how I learned about it was a kid couldn't shoot a basket and he was like, I can't do it. And then the, the, um, the rec leader or whatever the, the after school program person in charge right. was like, you can't do it yet. And he was like, try it this way, like a little granny shot. And he kept trying. He's like, I can't do it. And he was like, okay, well, let's go to a, you know, a lower hoop. He finally did it. Right. And he was like, oh, my God, I did it, I did it. And then he kept doing it, and he kept doing it, and he kept it. And then finally, he started trying you know, overhand. Right. 
And in the smaller hoop, he started doing it. So then he got that confidence to go even higher. And that's that little bit of, Boom. I can't do it yet. Or I'm not making this amount of money yet. I'm not dating this girl yet. I'm not, you know, if you throw that little word yet, it opens up so much. And so many of us forget about that. But what was your mindset like before? And um, what was it? What results was it yielding? So, so I have to say, Sensei Armando really was one of the main guys that helped change the mindset. And it was, a lot of it was about money. He changed, he changed the, because I think when people think about money, they're just like, oh, I want the, the green, right? Yeah. Nobody wants money. People want what money can do. Because this green stuff, nobody wants a piece of paper. Yeah. Throw in the trash. Nobody wants it. Not even the bank wants it. You put it in the bank, it turns into numbers on a computer. They give it to someone and, else. And they give it to someone. Not even the bank wants money. Right. What we want is freedom. And this is the way he helped me. There's this one story that I, that I tell quite often. We were in Oaxaca, Mexico, and it was our last night. Right, We were partying, having a good time, a nice hotel. And... You know, we had dinner with a couple of friends who were, um, you know, one was in the government and the other one was uh, a dentist. And, you know, these guys are smart dudes, you yeah. know. And different perspectives, too. Right. So we were all having a good time and the bill comes. And since Armando, you know, we're just da -da -da, in the moment, the bill kind of slaps on the table and he goes, you're buying and I was like, oh, man, I, I, can't, I can't afford it. Yeah. And he goes, you're buying. Trust me. Stop. You're buying. <laughs> That's such an Armando thing to and say. And I was like, uh, oh, man. You know, but I did it. I did it. I just put my car down, and I was like, there goes all my money. Yeah. Right? But that taught me a big lesson, man. Um, because it's a lot of stuff he taught me before that and after, but it's just like going balls to the wall. And I'm not saying spend all your money on, you know, partying or anything, but right. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, don't worry because the only reason why you're worrying is because you're not working hard enough. If you knew you were kicking ass and you were seeking opportunity and you're writing the five emails a day to five different people and you're making the phone calls and you're you're studying and, and working on yourself, why why are you gonna worry? Right. So I think a lot of it is like, oh shit, I can't afford that because I'm being a lazy ass and I I know what I should be doing and I'm not making the money I'm that I need for me and my family or whatever because I'm not doing a lot I'm watching Netflix, I'm, you know, getting a new tattoo, I'm you know, Spending, spending it else, like elsewhere that doesn't right. really matter and won't come back to help you out. Right. You know, I think a lot of people who, who are struggling financially and, and don't get me wrong. This is not a, a blanket statement. I know, you know, there have been hardworking people who are losing their businesses and, and it's just not a good thing. It's, we're living crazy times. That's an understatement, but you know, I would like to see what they have done with their time just this past week. You know, I actually have an app on my phone. It's called, um, I think it's called like Screen Time. Yeah, Screen Time. And did you know that people spend at least four hours on their phone? Yeah. Have you watched that documentary? The, no, I haven't. The Social Dilemma? No. So it talks about 
uh, I don't want to, this is going to be like a sidebar, but if you haven't watched it, watch the social dilemma. Now, when you go into a, a, a documentary, um, actually before we keep going, okay. let, finish, finish your thought and then I'll, I'll talk about that. Well, it's just like, you know, again, I would just like to see the people who are complaining that they don't have opportunity or they don't have money or they don't, they can't do this because of this, or they, they won't do that because of that. It's like, you know, how much Netflix are you watching? How, how much time are you spending on your phone? That's not being productive towards a goal or several goals. Um, you know, how many books are you not reading? Yeah. How many people are you not meeting because you're like, Oh, I don't know what to say. Or, Oh, they're a big wig. I, you know, I'm, I feel inferior. Like I just read a book called killing comfort and it's awesome. It's just all about getting rid of all that shit and beelining it. Yeah. Don't even think of what to say. Just introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Sergio. How are you? That's where it starts, dude. Right. Even picking up chicks. Everybody <laughs> wants, everybody wants like that. Well, what's the best pickup line? Stupid, Just, yeah. hi, Sergio, how are you? Boom. It's, it can be that simple. Anyway. And I, I think people are scared of that rejection though. And it's like, dude, rejection is a part of life. Like, let's go back to, because that was, that's what resonates with people. Uh, when you go up to a girl and you say, hi, my name is Felix. Uh, what's your name? If they're just kind of like, oh, ill. It's like, okay, that's fine. Right. And then you have that kind of negativity in your, in your head of this guy's going to hit on me and try to have sex with me. And I try to like, my intentions weren't that, but right. I, and I mean, if your intentions are that, then you should probably get rejected. Right. But, uh, if they have that thought in their mind, then it's just kind of like, okay, well that's fine. Move on to the next. Right. And then if the other one's just kind of like, oh wow, he's, you know, he's cute. He's came up to me and he, she, they noticed that then we get the ball rolling and, that's yeah. how it definitely starts. And I'm sure you've gotten rejected a ton, even like oh, in dude. your business and life. Like I've, I've gotten that rejection and I'm like, okay. you know, yeah, there, there's a good, uh, Garth Brooks song called, uh, what? Thank God for unanswered prayers, you know? And that kind of goes in line with being rejected. You know, yeah. when you want something and it doesn't happen, you're like, Oh, you get down on yourself. You don't want to try again. Right. But then if you keep your, your eyes open, your ears open, your heart open, your soul open, dude, just boop go that direction yeah you'll find something yeah 100 percent. you know um well i'm gonna get into that documentary but first we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back sweet ladies and gentlemen this beer break is brought to you by the one and only wild barrel brewing is it on video too it is on video right here so i'm doing a i'm doing a, a beer break here with my friend sergio uh, and today we're trying the Weiss Papaya Mulberry. It's a sour Weiss style. So I don't really, I never really learned how to say that. But yeah, I'm going to be honest. I've had this one. I don't like papaya, but I love this beer. Like it doesn't, you've had papaya, right? I love beer and I love papaya. There you go. I love beer and I love papaya. <laughs> so like I said before, I don't really like papaya. I don't like the smell of it, but this beer is freaking bomb. This is Sergio's first time trying it. There you are, doing these cute little cups. I've never drank in my life. Yeah, yeah. Is this going to get me drunk? I hear you're not a big alcohol guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. First time for everything. Cheers. There we go. Is that bomb or what? 
That was really nice. Very good. The mulberry, you can definitely taste that. Mm-hmm. It's not very overpowering. It's not. It's not sweet. It's sour, but it's not too sour. See, and I think people wish papaya tastes more like this instead of how papaya tastes because papaya can be a little bit intense in the it has a weird i don't even know how to explain like the sensation slash taste well i mean it smells like shit yeah well okay (laughs) let's let's start there (laughs) well you know all right i'll be i'll be very honest the first time i tried papaya it tasted like i was eating uh vomit but with the slightly less vinegary nasty right taste slash smell we're definitely yeah we're definitely putting people on this beer <laughs> well no no that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying but this is it's papaya this is what i think most people if if you don't like papaya you're gonna like this that's my whole point <laughs> i know I, like, I was like this is really good i hate papaya because blah, 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 blah. but it's this is good yeah <laughs> so you you uh you can find wild barrel at their instagram is wild barrel brewing and their website is wildbarrelbrewing.com. Uh, they have a spot in San Marcos and one in Temecula. Shout out to my friend Stephanie Ledesma. She did a little donation of beer for our beer break today. Um, yeah, go check them out. Give them a try. Uh, ask for the papaya mulberry. It is amazing. Back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. Wow, what a break. Uh, <laughs> so speaking of, uh, we were talking about screen time and all that. Uh, I think this goes hand in hand with mindset because we do get caught up in, in our phones and social media. And obviously that's such a blanket statement. But this this movie, and I want everyone to watch it. And I want you to watch it going into it. Just be skeptical about it. I, right. think, I think watching documentaries and all that, like it's cool and... Uh, as a filmmaker, I love documentaries now because they're so cinematic and they have that pay attention to that, that lighting and right. the cuts. And this is a, a great example of, of that. Uh, but it speaks on, on more. So the social dilemma it's on Netflix. Speaking of stop watching Netflix so much. Um, it talks about the psychology that goes into what's going on in social media right now with Facebook and right all these, all these ads and targeted ads. And while sometimes it's cool, cause I've, that's how I bought my, my boots. I saw a targeted ad and I was like, Oh, dope. But it goes into what these companies started this as, which is, Oh, this guy wants a new belt. Let's, let's throw some belt ads right into now. Oh, this guy, you know, hates, I don't know, a certain race. Let's throw these ads in there or the, this, uh, this event that has been, you know, white supremacy event or, and I know that sounds like insane, but they start talking about that. And pretty much what they do is they, they parallel everything with this fictional character. He's a kid, he's 15 years old and it shows how he's just hooked on his phone. Right. And what's crazy is that I was listening or I was watching it on my phone and I had headphones in and I was getting ready to, to come to work and because usually when I watch stuff, I watch it on my phone while I'm doing something else. So they would occasionally have that sound of the iPhone, a new okay. message. Yeah. And I would grab it and I'd be like, oh shit, it's part of the, the thing. Right. And then it happened like three times. And I was like, and it wasn't even like a, oh, I think I got a message. It was like, oh shit, someone texted me. Right. Which then you're like, oh my That's God. That's crazy. We're in the freaking, we're in it, man. So 
this whole like social media thing and there's there's so much to it but even the documentary if you watch it and i told someone that works here her name's chelsea uh shout out to chelsea she told me about it and i had seen it and i was like eh, i don't want to watch it she told me about it she's like dude it's crazy so i started watching it and as a filmmaker i watched it and i noticed the way i make my videos is quick cuts because our attention spans right are like abysmal they're like two seconds i think now because of we just scrolling scroll 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 <laughs> so my thing is always movement lighting and quick cuts because that's what people want to see people want the information quickly and they want to be entertained so that's how this was filmed right they have the amazing lighting they have in between someone talking they have like an infographic which is pretty much like a little cartoon with information and then they throw in this little kind of film movie about this kid right and they sync it up with what one of these old twitter executives is talking about and how you're targeted and so even the the freaking documentary like pay attention to things you watch now they're so much different than like for example you, you know rocky everyone knows rocky Rocky right. was like three hours it's like a two hour three hour film right all the movies in the 70s were like two hours and they just kind of drag on and even watching it took me so long to watch the godfather and after i watched it i've I was, never seen it yeah after i watched <laughs> it i was just kind of like oh that was okay but then I find myself watching like documentaries or right. these kind of new films with this amazing lighting and quick cuts and things are blowing up and blah, because our attention spans have switched over so much. And not only the attention spans, but we we crave the the lighting and the oh yeah oh, right. Um, I mean, look at this podcast. <laughs> it's amazing. This this like cinematic lighting oh. I did because yeah because I wanted to add that touch of hey I'm a. And on my on my business card, I used to have videographer, and now it says cinematographer, because I do lighting and I do. I love it. You know, I cut stuff up, and but anyway, I feel like I went on a rant, and everyone only two people are listening. No, but, it's um, so funny. The the what what is it called? The social dilemma. The social dilemma. So I was talking to my buddy Vinny last night. He's a he's a badass race car driver. I just drove Lamborghinis with him and That's stuff, right. and freaking crazy in man. Vegas, and uh, he he sent me a screenshot last night. He's like, Hey bro, I'm about to watch this, you know, have a good night. So that's just kind of funny that we're talking about. It he now. was watching the thing. Yeah, dude, you gotta yeah. watch it. Tell you gotta watch it. Speaking of man, um, dude, it's, it's crazy to meet passionate people in life. Is that a good segue? That's a great segue. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I've never had a guest segue something, so. Well, there go. you go. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, no, it just kind of popped in my head because. Yeah. Um, Roll with it. You know, talking about early, like, how did you get here? Well, dude, I think a lot of it's like passion, too. If you go around and ask people, you know, what do you do for a living? Uh, well, yeah, I work at a restaurant. It's it, it's even the the body. Yeah. And it's kind of like the, uh, and the voice, you know. Oh, you know, what do you do? Well, I used to be this. But now, yeah. But now on this, yeah, right. You get a. I mean, really, the majority of the people are doing what they do not want to do. Like yeah. no, nobody. And, and I'm not judging anybody. I mean, we we need everybody to run everything. Yes. Right. We need people to yes to have a position. Um. But dude, talking to people like Sensei Armando, he eats, breathes, and thinks about karate. And a little communication um, tactic that I learned. When I talk to Sensei, I'm like, man, yeah, this business deal, we got a strike on it. 
because he's talking about striking all the time, <laughs> right? And then when go. I talk to Vinny, the race car driver, you know, I'm like, man, you know, it, it's this, a green light. Let's you know, green, yeah, green yeah. Light or you know, we like got that, the yeah. green light, man. We're we're on the starting line. You know, we can see the turns on the tracks. So we just got to hit the finish line. Yeah. You know, and and it's crazy the contrast between talking to people who are like, mm, I just do this. Bro, you talk to Sensei Armando, he's just passionate about it. You he's know, gonna my, be big. He always tells me that he's gonna be big. It's gonna be see, and yeah, that's that's they're always have hope and they're just man, they're riding it, you yeah. know. And and even with Vinny, man, I just met him in Vegas and, and we quickly, quickly became just bros. Like we're gonna know each other for life, hands yeah. down. Man, when he talks about racing, this dude is almost he's like on the verge of tears. Wow. It's it's really incredible. Yeah. And when I first met him, you know, it was just like, hi, how are you? Just kind of small talk between four guys. And so I was like, so, I mean, aside from the speed and, you know, we're guys, we like all that stuff, the risk. What do you love about it? He's like, dude, just grabbing the wheel. And, ah, you know, he, he explains his job. Yeah. I mean, there's no comparison right and and he's in his late 30s and he's still just like on fire dude hits that gas pedal in life hits that gas pedal in life no matter what yeah exactly <laughs> you know and it's it's people like that even my buddy uh um you know he's a bellator fighter damn. Derek the barbaric damn he has a fight i think october 1st and this dude man when you talk about fighting i, I said hey man when you get in the ring like how does it feel and dude Again, their body language, like they just like, bro, like, you know, I'm not even mad. Like, I just, this is just my job. Like, yeah. I'm at work and da, 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 but I love to train because I train with this guy and this guy and we do this. They get excited uh -huh. and, and that excitement, it's, it's passion, right? And even the losses, I feel like they're like, well, yeah, I lost, but you know, I'm going to come back even better. And now I know what to do differently. And right. Yeah. Well, see, and I think if everybody had that, that perspective, like, Oh, I didn't get this job. Oh, I'm a loser. Yeah. No, these guys don't think that. Yeah. They think, okay, I know what I did wrong. I'm going to try this instead, differently. Yeah. Or now I know his fighting style. Now I know this guy's driving style. Now I know this guy's, you know, whatever. I can, I can adapt and overcome and beat that next time. If everybody just applied that to anything they want to do in life, you'll have what you want to have in life. How do you think someone gets to that passion point? I think they get, see, I think everybody is actually born with some sort of passion or passions. Right. But they, they are too afraid to water that plant. Mm -hmm. So the people who get there to have that much passion, you know, you don't find too often people having that much passion, but being a store clerk. Right. Right, they're they're either close to it, or they've done it, or they're doing it, right? Yeah. But all that takes the watering of the plant, and just the the overcoming, overcoming, over. You know, I I had a friend recently say, "Man, but I'm just so afraid to fail." I said, "You know what? You are going to fail. We all have failed." Yeah. It's Especially, and it, and it stings more. That's the kicker. It stings more when we are trying to get to where we want to go and we fail. Because it's what we want. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, 
oh, I failed. It stings even more. But you don't fall all the way down. You've already, if you start from zero and, and you know, your goal is 100%, you reach 50%, even if you fall that 0%, you already know how to get to the 50% mark. That's true. You know, and then from 50%, you get to 62%. And then even you'll fall, maybe you fall to 13%. Yeah. But now you know between 13% and 62% what it took to get there. And that's Damn. and that's the the, the kind of like teeter-totter, the vertical teeter-totter that you got to play until you get there. I think people don't, don't, we're just not wired. I mean, I think we're wired that way, but we lose it along the way of, totally we need need stability we need i mean the felix of i'd say a year and a half ago was just down in the dumps extremely depressed because he was looking for a full-time job because that's what he was told he needed and he had a college degree and he was like "I, i i need to do this because i have that college degree and i need to do this because you know i want to help communities i was in community service everyone already knows this story i hope and I was going after these jobs and like you said, I was like, this is my, this is my path. And it was my passion. I was like, I love putting on events. I love doing this. I love, you know, making all these kids smile and like having right. parents come up to me and be like, Hey, I know you from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. And, but other people were in charge of that, that fate. And those were the people that were just like, you're not good enough. Oh, and that's all I heard. I always heard. Oh, well, you know, your resume says you've worked with kids a lot, but we're not really looking for that. Right, like, right. But, but I've, I've done budget and I've done this and I've done that. And they're just kind of like, mm, no. And I, that's, I remember that from your, your first video. Yeah. Yeah. And that was that, that. And at the time, I looked at it as a failure. And honestly, even up to, honestly, even up to this point right now that we're sitting down, I've looked at it as like, I've had this big resentment against even certain people where I'm just like, man, you're going to get yours, you know? <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> it's kind of hard. You get you get bitter about it. And now I look at it, I am working with my community. I am talking to people, even from different communities. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not at the scale I want to, but I'm, I'm going to get there. And I've done talks at my old high school. I've coached girls volleyball. And right, actually this Sunday, I'm doing a girl's wedding who I coached. Right. And I'm like, that always comes full circle. And you know who my, se- my second shooter is going to be is my old photography teacher, my former photography teacher, Miss Young. Shout out to Miss Young. And see, that's amazing, man. See what yeah. persistence gets you. Exactly. You know, persistence, man. Yep. Is, and I, is huge. And I get people saying, hey, I recognize you. And I'm like, I, I don't know. Did you ever see me in Poway or did you ever see me in Coronado? And they're like, no, you shot so-and-so's wedding. And I'm like, right. yeah, or you were a guest at this wedding and you were talking about videography or photography or whatever. And this comes off as like what you're talking about, the passion. When people are like, what do you do? I used to be afraid to say, um, I'm a photographer. And that's how it would be. Because really? I was, because I was working in community service, but photography was a side job. And videography, videography, cinematography was a side job. And it wasn't my main thing and I didn't even, because I thought it wasn't sustainable. Well, also too, you know, and I've said this in other podcasts before, but people fear failure, but they also fear success, man. Because if yeah. you've never been there, if you have photography as your side job and you don't know what it's like to make $5,000 for a wedding 
yep. and and what equipment you will need and how it'll go and and who will be your partner you don't have any of that like dialed in because you've never done it right right so it doesn't seem real mm-hmm. you know you fear that success you're like well yeah i would like to make five thousand dollars to shoot a wedding but it's the b word it's the baddest b word ever get rid of that but. from your vocabulary but doesn't even exist yeah yeah. You know, so, so exactly. And I love, I heard this quote the other day that just like, it, it says, think bigger and better than the best that you know. Okay. So you pretty know, much try so, to surpass. Yeah. So think of like, how would my life, if my life was perfect, what would it be? Like, I want to live this grand life. And then you think about it. No, no. Now think bigger. Think double that, triple yeah. that, 10 times that. And then that's when it gets pretty scary. Yep. But it also makes what you initially thought look small. Yeah. That's... So so think better and bigger than what you already know. And then when you look back, you're just like, wow, I can't believe I, you know, I can't believe I, I couldn't hire a second shooter back in the day. I can't believe I have right. this equipment right now. I can't believe I have this stuff. Like every single day that, amazing. I, that I, that I like, and I'm not even trying to flex and I feel like we're just flexing <laughs> this whole podcast, no. but like, this is kind of a, we want that instant gratification and it, it just doesn't get you that. But then when you look at, when I look at this stuff, I'm like, shit, man, I remember I was using some $20 lights when I first started and I would make it look amazing. And now that I have these resources and I have this, this stuff that I can use, like I can make it look even more amazing, but I'm not right. done. Right. So I'm going to keep going. And correct me if I'm wrong, but this came about uh, through a situation that you didn't think about, right? Exactly. With your log- logical mind. Right. You know, you're just like, wow, I need this. I need this. I'm going to keep working, keep making those connections. You kept working, kept making the connections. Boom. Yep. I think that's you know? a, like a physical, because you can't always see that kind of success or the steps you're making. I think this kind of, is that physical, I don't even know. Like, that's the object that I look at, and I'm like, wow, yeah, I've, I've definitely come a long way. Because I, I hear other people, you've come a long way. And I'm like, eh, whatever. Well, yeah, and, and a big thing, so so when you got this, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't for money, per se, right? right? Right. So, and I find that in a lot of successful people, they are always, always willing to do, like, the bartering system. Scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because... Let's be honest, you were going to get that money and maybe go on by that. But if you got that lump sum to buy exactly that, you'd probably be like, well, I kind of need this too. So I'm just going to like spend a couple hundred dollars here and then I'll just wait to get that. Right. And that's what pushes back the process. Yep. So this whole bartering system actually helped you speed up the process oh, yeah. of where you're at right now. Yeah. So for those of you that are pretty much lost, Right now, I actually got this light from someone that I was working with, and this was in the beginning of COVID, and they were just like, things are moving fast, things are moving backwards faster than I thought, and I, I don't think I can really pay you for this. And I was just like, well, I need money, man. And he was like, yeah, so do I. And I was like, okay, I'll shoot some stuff for you. This is something that I've had my eye on for months, maybe right. years. And he was like, okay. I'll buy it, and you know we made kind of made this trade. I don't like working for free, so I'll I'll trade for right. sure, one hundred percent. But 
and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but he probably said, because I know you're talking about, he probably said, what do we need to make this look badass? And you said, <laughs> I need this. Exactly. And he's like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Is that the way it went? Exactly. So, exactly. Exactly. So this was, I mean, it helped him. It helps me and everyone's happy. Right. 100%. See, but it came about, again, just at point being, came about not through your logical head. This could have... If you were like, oh, I got to get the money, get this light. So I'm not going to do this work because, you know, it's just going to take too long and exactly. I, don't, I don't have pro gear. No, exactly. You were in motion and then this came about. All right. This episode of This Life is brought to you by Picnic. Picnic is a business owned by a friend of the show, Anna Lee. She was actually on the podcast with her husband, Frankie. It is a picnic bit it's a picnic business, excuse me, that is a mouthful. That you can book at a beautiful location here in San Diego. Their Instagram is at P I C N I C K E D underscore. That's at picnic underscore. If you book them for the months of October and or November, you get 10% off when mentioning this life. So go to their Instagram, check them out. Annalie does some amazing work. You can customize packages, customize where you want your, your picnic, uh, special occasions, no occasion. It does not matter. Give them a big, I mean, show even show them some love. Go follow them at P I C N I C K E D underscore. If you're choosing to book something or you're looking to book something, um, mention this life. And you get 10% off your bookings for October and November. Back to the show. I spoke about myself and how I was back in the day, like depressed and just looking for a full-time job because that's what I thought I needed. Right. What were you like before you even thought this was a possibility? Did you think this was a possibility or what was that mindset like? I did. And I think everything starts at home. And I was very, very, very fortunate. My parents still this day are still together. You know, they're still in love, you know, and very supportive. Um, I'll tell you where my earliest recollection is when I would do little tribal tattoos on kids at school. And I think this was like seventh grade, sixth grade, maybe. Right. And I would do these cool little tribal tattoos with just a regular big pen. Nothing fancy. I do them on myself first. Uh And the kids are like, I'd want one. I'm like, cool. Give me a dollar. Yeah, dude. Right? It's like those kids that would sell candy out of their backpack. Two bucks. Yeah. And they'd get in trouble for it. To, yeah. It's like, come on, let's teach some entrepreneurship. <laughs> let that let that shit roll, man. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so so I'm like, yeah, pay me a dollar. So I do like, you know, a little thing for a dollar or whatever. And this went on for I mean, probably like a week. And I approached my mom and dad and I was like, Hey, can we go to Walgreens? I got I need better pens. And they're like well, for what? And and here's the thing too. We were we were broke when we were young, so I know buying a pack of pens for like twelve dollars, when we can buy a pack of fifty for five dollars, yeah, that's a big stretch, you know. Mm-hmm. Told them and and uh, they're like, cool, no questions asked after that. Right. They just want to know why, right? Mm-hmm. But no questions asked after that. I said, well, you know, I'm doing little tattoos and I want better uh, uh, equipment. <laughs> and uh so i can do a better job right and and so here's the deal without even knowing like uh that i was being a businessman or business kid once i got the pens 
I started charging like two dollars. Yeah. Right? Because hey. The value goes up. The value goes up, man. I have valets. These pens are (laughs) the shit, you know? And so uh and that's that's how it all started. And so going back to your question, it starts at home, I think. And and to those you know, and I don't know the struggles of of people who have had their parents beat them down physically, mentally, emotionally all their lives. Like I have no idea what that's like. I can only imagine. Yeah. But that's why I just, you know, that's why the mind is so strong, man. If, if, you can, if you can take a hold of this, nothing else can take a hold of you. But I was very fortunate before um, I even got into the music and the art just to have parents who were like, yeah, what do you need? Let's roll. That's awesome. I, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough to have that. That's, even now, that support system. of, And I always talk about my mom on here because... My dad's like a, a more quiet guy. He was in the Marines and he right. supports quietly from the sidelines. Whereas my mom's that mom that's like screaming. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I played rec basketball uh, in fifth oh grade. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And shoot it. Shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Shoot it. And that was my mom. And my dad would just go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Nice. So that's, I think that's like one of those, an, another representation of just how they, they support me. But um, how do they, wh- what do they say now that they see all the stuff you're doing? You know, it's it's kind of funny. My mom asked me, I was on the phone with her yesterday, and she's like, son, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, why, what's up? You get enough rest? I sleep like a baby. Yeah. Um, you know, how are you doing on money? I'm like, mom, I'm good. You know, I got a few people who ordered some paintings, and, you know, I'm selling some, some of my Barache champagne, sparkling wine, and, and you know, I, I just booked a gig. I'm traveling to Kansas City next uh, playing a gig out there, perfect client. Uh, little side note, perfect client <laughs> emails me and says, "Hey man, we want you to play for an hour and a half in Kansas City for my son's uh, rehearsal dinner, and we will buy your flight, get you a room for all three days, pay all your food, and we want to give you three thousand dollars." Damn, that's like, a dream, man. Boom, you know that's awesome. Anyway, uh, where was I going before that? Your oh, mom. yeah, she, she was making sure that I, I was good, you know? And so she still worries, but they're, they're, very, they're very proud of me. Um, they're proud of all their sons, you know? Because we do work hard, man. And that's what they instilled in us, too, uh, to work hard. But now I've learned it's not how hard you work. It's, it's just it's how you work it, too. right. right. You know, I I work my ass off, but I also uh, do things that are going to move the needle. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm so busy. Okay, well, what's your busyness? Is that moving the needle to where you want to go? Right. Because you can do a lot of shit to to pretend like you're being productive. You're just spinning your wheels. There is a huge difference between being busy and being productive. That's actually something, something I learned from you. I told you, or I was like, I don't remember we were on the phone and you were like, yeah, man, I'm, what are you, what are you up to? And I'm like, oh man, I just been busy, you know? And you're like, are you being busy or are you being productive? Right. And I was like, that like blew my mind. I remember because I was just like, holy shit. Right. And then, <laughs> and then, right. then you, you get to cut the fat of, off some things. Like you're like, oh, why am I doing this now? Like it's not necessary. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so my, my parents, they're stoked. Um, I'm doing a lot of cool things that I 
just never even really dreamed of. And I just tell them all the time, like, I'm working very hard because, you know, people, they'll have like their 10-year uh, plan or their their eventual plans on, you know, how much mm-hmm. money they want to have, the family, this and that. Well, uh, one thing on my list, which nobody has, is I want to retire my parents. That's awesome. That's that's like on top of the list. That's a great goal. Like, I want to retire my parents. I want to be able to just be like, okay, I want to pay off your house. And then, you know what? I want to retire you. You want to travel? Do it. Yeah. What, what do you need? Yeah. There you go. Flip the switch and be like, or how are you doing on money? Totally. Are you getting enough sleep? Let's get you another mattress. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the big goal. That's a good goal. That's a great goal to have. Um well, I'm getting hungry, so. <laughs> I, dude, that's so, my, my stomach just went, yeah, I was like, hey <laughs> Yeah. Um, Sergio, I want to I thank you so much for coming out here and, and doing this podcast. Um, where, I mean, where can people follow you or find you? So, of course, IG, uh, Sergio's Art and Music. You can check out my art website. It has videos and art for sale and just a gallery, all that good stuff. Sergio'sFineArt.com. And then my music site, which also has videos and photo gallery and, and booking information, SergioGutierrezMusic.com. So Gutierrez spelled G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. There you go. Bam. And also, oh, the new thing, BarracheSparkling.com. Right. Check that out. It's, it's not your typical, uh, we can't call it champagne. It's not from Champagne, France. Um, but it's it's infused with vodka, so it gives you a little more kick, 16% instead of like your 11%. We have the Moscow Mule, the Cosmo, the Lemon Drop. I'm part owner after the first sip because this stuff, it's delicious, it's not sweet, it doesn't taste artificial, and it fills a really good place in the market. So. Yeah. To get some in the studio, try. huh? Yeah, buddy. Oh, wink, huh, wink. Huh, huh. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe next, when you bring Sensei on, I'll, I'll just be in the back and I'll just be pouring just you guys. Pouring it out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sweet. You and uh, you can find me, as always, at Myurka Media uh, on Instagram. MyurkaMedia.com. A lot of people have been asking me where the videos and stuff are. You can find it on YouTube or you can just go on MyurkaMedia.com. There's a little tab uh, called This Life on there, and that's where I have the video and the audio. Uh, as a, I mean, we're on, I'm on Spotify too and, and Apple podcasts. So Sergio, again, thank you so much for being on here, dude. Keep doing great work, man. I'm trying, man. <laughs> You're awesome. You're awesome. You're becoming an inspiration to a lot of people. I hope you know. Appreciate that, man. Thank yeah, you, buddy. Uh, everyone else. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you next time on this life, a podcast by Mallorca media. We're out. Thanks guys. Woo!